Hello, everyone, and welcome to my program, Defy the Oz. My name is Vernon Barnett, and I have a special guest with me t- here today, a uh, absolute business titan, somebody who's already had a hair manufacturing company. I'm talking about mortgage companies. I'm talking about now he has a financial services company that spans from California to the Midwest and beyond. I want to thank you, Yuri, for taking the time to sit with me today. Thank you very much for having me, Vernon. Oh, man. Boy, oh, boy, do you have a special treat today. Uh, let's jump right into it. I, I mean, maybe the listeners don't know who you are. They want to learn more about you. Uh, first question would be, you know, where'd you grow up and who was maybe instrumental in your growth as a small child? I was born in Israel, okay. in the Middle East, and uh, my parents immigrated here to the United States when I was four years old. Uh, we landed in Dana Point, and uh, my my father was in, he was manufacturing clothes, and, and he was driving to L.A. all the time, so we actually moved uh, to Cerritos, and that's where I grew up. I went through uh, third grade all the way through high school, and uh, that's that's where you know I I guess I watched my parents you know do what they do and and build build their own businesses that yeah. kind of inspired me to do the same. Oh man, speaking of your parents, I know that um you know you were someone who came from a different country to the United States, and I know that. You know, your parents had a couple of businesses. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, you know, what type of businesses did they have? Uh, my parents, first of all, my, my parents uh, owned a salon in Israel. They were on the cutting edge there, and they did very well. And um, they they kind of, I guess, uh, pioneered the whole, you know, bridal preparation because yeah. in, in Israel, everybody gets married, like, every day of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they, they got into the whole... Um, renting the, the 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 dresses and mm-hmm. the tuxes and having a spa in their salon where the the bride would come in and and uh, you know hang out and get massages and pedicures and manicures and yeah. all that stuff. So I watched you know a business you know get created when I was when I was a toddler and then um, and then they kept that business going for many years while we were even in the United States before they sold that business. Man, okay, so um, what might you have picked up from them? Maybe just being a small kid, uh, they have this business going, uh, maybe some work ethic that you picked up or some things that, you know, you can't explain, you just took from them. I think subconsciously we, you know, I I, um, I took that you have to pay the price up front. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to, you've got to, you know, if you want, if you want your family to live a certain lifestyle, you've got to uh, pay the price and, and understand that, up front, you might not be able to spend as much time with them. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you do that up front, then you you ultimately can live the life that you want. And that's something that I, I took away and I said, you know what, I, I don't know if I can go out and get a regular job, even though I did for a few years. Yeah. But uh, I've been I've been self-employed since I was, geez, I don't know, 29 years old. Haven't had a job since and I'm 44 now. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Oh, man, I hear you on that. A lot of people out there would like to be in the position that you are now. Um, and starting at 29, that's very an early age. Um, not a lot of people can do what you did. Maybe your parents' um, lessons helped you out in that in that arena. Uh, my question would be, you know, besides that, I know that that's maybe one of the bigger lessons that you learned, but uh, maybe what has stuck with you that you saw from them um, past to pay the price point that uh, you may be keeping your business today? You know, um, the, ultimately, uh, the, you're talking about not paying the price or something that they just did. Yeah, I look. We we I grew up. I grew up um, 
blessed. I mean, you know, I, I got the bike I wanted. I, yeah. I lived in a nice house. My parents drove nice cars. You know, my dad would send, you know, my mom and, and my brother and sister and I to Israel for two months during the summer mm-hmm. and rent a penthouse, you know, to be able to, you know, enjoy the summer. And not too many kids were able to do that every summer. That's living life. So we, we, we lived, we lived a good life. And, and that was only because of how hard they worked and, and the, the price that they paid. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I mean, uh, when it comes to, you know, the businesses that you've started uh, yourself, let's say um, now life is on your, on your shoulders. Now it's 29. The first business that you had would be yeah, the first business I opened was my mortgage company. Okay. Um, and you know, we, I got into it right around uh, 2000, 1999, 2000, mm-hmm. and uh, I really uh, just wanted my own show and and started building and and I recruited a bunch of loan officers and and then we <laughs> yeah I recruited I recruited yeah. them. And uh, and then we we got into the real estate sector where we started doing uh, real estate sales as well, not just the mortgages. Mm-hmm. And we figured that there was a lot of money in the escrow department, so we opened up an escrow business. Yeah. And so we were doing everything from escrow to mortgages to real estate, and then we became a direct lender. And uh, now we're we were a bank, so yeah. we were doing everything in house and and. Um, it just taught me so much in, in business as a whole to be able to do everything from the actual acquisition of the sale to um, building relationship with clients to training uh, employees and um, and ultimately selling selling the loans in the secondary market. So I it just taught me a lot, you know, and, and I didn't know anything. Yeah. You know, I really I, I went into it kind of blindly and the market was hot and I, I jumped <laughs> on the wave and. And it's crazy how people want to know everything up front, mm-hmm. and while they're learning, so many people are actually doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I, I'm one of those people that jumps in the water and then figures out if it's cold or hot. Yeah. But I, I, I jumped in, and and uh, that taught me a lot of business. That taught, taught me a lot about business. So uh, that's just I don't know. Just I guess you got to have. Got to have some some grit, and you got to have some guts to go out you. there and, and and make that happen. Man, that's for anybody out there who wants to get into business. You don't have to know everything. You just need to know somebody that does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. who was it for you? Oh, it, I mean, it was some of the people that I that I hired. Okay. You know, it was just it was, and, and when we didn't know, we called somebody that did, and and ultimately, you can't know everything about yeah. everything. You know, mm-hmm. so. You have to get out there and actually do it before you know. And 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 the more business transactions that you do, uh, the more you'll learn because there's no way you can know every scenario out there um, in in every transaction. You just everybody's got different incomes. Everybody's got different, um, you know, home values. Mm-hmm. It was just there's just so much so much to it that there's just no way you could learn by sitting down and training prior to actually opening up the shop. Yeah, I mean, that reminds me of a of a documentary I saw with Steve Jobs where, you know, he was good at design, but he needed the people who uh, could do the technical thing. So always, always, you know, get other people who are great in other areas so that you don't have to put all the energy into it at, at the beginning. So uh, my next question would be, what might have been the hardest thing from the uh, mortgage mortgage lending company? Ooh, it was uh, as good as it was. Uh, I got to tell you, we were making seven figures. You know, I had a two million dollar house, mm-hmm. um, living, living, living the dream. You know, <laughs> going, you know, traveling, shopping, bottle services. 
but when 2008 came, that that came to a really really big halt. Yeah. And I think the, you know, outside of the experience of losing my house mm-hmm. and and losing my my business, uh, we were a direct lender with uh, New Century Mortgage, which mm-hmm. was the first bank to go out of business. Yeah. Um, and it just really, you know, it was it was a uh, you know, uh, it, it was just a blow to the to the gut that you know we couldn't recover. Um, or at least we gave up too soon, and that's something I'd like to talk about a little bit later. But yeah, um, that was that was the hardest thing I think I've ever gone through financially, where you made tons of money mm-hmm. and you realized that it wasn't forever, and I realized that man, I should have saved some money. Yeah. Oh man. And that that brings me to the next topic. Now, you having a financial services business that spans from the West Coast, California. To the Midwest in, uh, I believe it is Kansas. Yeah, Kansas, Overland Park. And beyond. I mean, um, speaking of learning how to save money, then you get into the financial industry. What what made you or what was the the catalyst to getting you into the financial industry? About six years ago, I went through a divorce. Um, okay. I, and and I, I needed to needed to shift gears. Mm-hmm. Uh, the business, you know, I had to sell my shares to my partners because of the divorce. And, and I... I just wanted to get out of a cyclical business. What I found was that, you know, like mortgages, the the, the economy dictates how much money you're going to make right. and for how long. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things for me was I, I didn't I didn't want to get into that again, but I found myself again in the same in the same boat when I started my my hair product company. Yeah. And you know, you're you have a product. Mm-hmm. Right, a product that needs marketing and a product that not everybody needs. Not everyone. Right? I mean, I don't even have hair. Yeah, well, you, you, you definitely <laughs> couldn't. You couldn't use our products. I could use it on my uh, on my beard. Yeah, maybe <laughs> straighten your beard a little bit. Uh, but but uh, you know, here here you are. You're a startup company, and you're competing against the Paul Mitchells and the Moroccan Oil Man. and and these billion dollar companies, mm-hmm. and and you just can't. You can't compete when you know things get tough. So, too much ups and downs, you know. And, and so many people look at businesses and they're they're thinking about the the up the up times, the times where things are flowing and yeah. money's coming in, and they don't realize of the down times. And especially when you have products, you need inventory and you yeah. need packaging and you need marketing and you need brochures and you need education and yeah. you need. There's just so many tangible pieces to to. Um, Putting a mark a product to market, right? That people don't understand. There's compliance issues. There's all kinds of things. So, uh, you know, when I got when when I decided to get in the financial industry, I was, I I actually have a mentor that um, his name is Al Honore. Uh, this guy is amazing. He's uh, I know he's got to be in his 80s. A mm-hmm. multimillionaire lives in Malibu. Wow. Um, and he told me he's like you got you got to get you got to look take a look at the financial industry. Yeah. Um, and and I and I and I. Remembered one person uh, that that I know was doing well is uh, Guillermo Haro. Okay, I think I heard the name once or twice. Just a few times. <laughs> and Guillermo, I gave Guillermo a call and I just said, "Hey, man, you still doing that thing?" <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, I'm still doing that thing." And he chuckled and and I said, "How's it going, man? Is, is it going good?" And he goes, oh, "I think I made about two hundred thousand dollars last month." Mm. And um, I said, "All right." I'm interested. Yeah. You know, you know, success sells, man. You know, mm-hmm. your success is your power. So people follow successful people. And I met with Guillermo and, and uh, this is how this whole thing started. Man. Okay. So that's pretty straightforward. 
Um, did any, I know that you spoke to me before, you know, a little bit off, off microphone about the 10,000 hour rule. And you spoke about how, you know, the mortgage lending company and then also the hair manufacturing company prepared you for how to run the financial services business. Uh, could you speak a little bit on that and how, Absolutely. you know, maybe some transferable skills? Absolutely. So I, I actually worked at Bally Total Fitness uh, oh, yeah. from 19 to 28, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, a long time. And um, I worked my way up from, uh, believe it or not, I, they even trained me to do aerobic classes. And I did one, I did one class. Yeah. Uh, actually, I did half a class and walked off the stage in the middle of the class <laughs> and got another aerobic instructor to finish because I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, you can fire me. I'm not doing an aerobics class. Yeah. And um, I, I got into sales and I was the, the youngest sales manager at that time, I was a, I became a sales manager at the age of 20 mm-hmm. and then became a general manager at the age of uh, 22. And I started running my own gyms. I mean, who, you know, thinking back, like they trusted me with a whole gym, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's crazy. But um, I think just all those interactions with people and all the all the presentations I did and and all the all the the sales um, the sales that I made, mm-hmm. you know, those are, that's hours and hours of not only the presentations themselves, it's the training that they gave me. It's the, it's the, it's the conversations that are had after work, yeah, yeah. you know, when you're sitting down and just hanging out with the guys and talking shop. Yeah. The extra you know, stuff. Yeah. The extra stuff, you know, and people, so many people think that it happens on the job type training. Yeah. <laughs> I think you gain more when you're off work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the problem is that so many people are so quick to go home. Yeah, yeah. So, so many people are so employee minded that they, that you know, they they clock in and clock out, and that's that's it. You yeah. know, th- that's what they're content with. So, Bally uh, Bal- Total Fitness taught me a huge amount of what I know, and that's what helped me uh, excel in the mortgage industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did thousands of transactions there. And then uh, when I got into the into the hair product uh, manufacturing business, yeah, I was already ready. I was, you know, I was, I was. I was groomed, you know, I had my, I had my 10,000 hours, uh, you know, talking to, talking to other distributors to carry my line and traveling and doing shows and, 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 and really learning how to present my product, Mm -hmm. um, and position it was, uh, wasn't the difficult part. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, just going back over some of the things that you said from 20 to 22 jumped, a lot of people can't make the jump from, uh, you know, the person at the front desk to the general manager. I mean, are there maybe some things that you feel you have innate as skills or characteristics about yourself that help you out in business that maybe some other people they might not have naturally? Man, I'm competitive. Okay. I'm competitive. I, I My dad made me wrestle from age six. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was an Olympic wrestler, so I didn't have a choice. Okay. Uh, and I remember... Uh, it, it wasn't about the money for me, you know, okay. and, and it was about the recognition. It was about winning. It was about being better than everybody else. It was about getting promoted faster than everybody else. If you, it's always about money, right? Yeah. But take the money out of the equation for a second and think about, think about the people that win in life, right? And they mm-hmm. win financially, but the truth is that they win in every arena. Right. They win in their family life. They win in their relationship life. Yeah. They win. Uh, they they win contests. They just win. Yeah. And then money f- 
follow. So the more people you help and the more people you touch, mm-hmm. the more money you'll make. Um, that's just a result of the hard work and the dedication that people have. Man, I hear you on that. And that's something that I hear from a lot of successful people is that um, the discipline and routine that you have in, let's say, the gym, as soon as you get up, then you have that same discipline and routine and like sort of responsibility that you give to your significant other, all that uh, goes into it. Is there maybe something that you saw from other people? Oh, okay, this is how I should make it happen. Or you just over time kind of like buckle down because a lot of people, um, you know, have to put in the work up front, but want the results too quickly. You know, Vernon, I think people, just so you know, you got the people that get, you know, they, they win, right? Yeah. Um, and they get used to winning. I think a lot of people get used to losing. Oh, okay. You know, and I that's think, a routine too. And I think that's a routine, you know, and, um, you know, you've always got to stay on edge. You've always got to, you know, you no, you can't shut it off. You know, yeah. so many people, you know, my, my ex-wife, right? <laughs> she told me, you know, you, you just can't shut it off. And I'm like, no, you, you can't shut it off. Yeah. It's not me. You just can't shut it off. Mm-hmm. If you want to be successful, you can't shut it off. When I shut it off, it's when I'm done. You know, like I mean, yeah. you know, and I think that's what keeps me young at heart. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I think you know, I got into cycling. Yeah. Right. I, I wrestled. I did jujitsu. Um, I like to compete mm-hmm. and and push myself. And and I think it's more of a challenge. You know, like how much can I do? Like this weekend, I rode seventy six miles or something like that. Yeah. You know, in between two days. And I just started cycling, you know, uh, I don't know, three, four months ago. Yeah. And I think it's just one, um, I, 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 I like to, I like to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. Um, some challenges I lose. I'm not the best cyclist, <laughs> but, but I, I'll, I'll get there, yeah. you know? And it's funny, you know, Anthony Ruggiero that was at, spoke at our office, mm-hmm. professional cyclist, you know, I asked how many people are on your team, your cycling team. He said, none. And I said, why? He goes, cause I like to ride by myself. And I said, well, I said, if you allow me in 18 months, I'm going to ride with you. Yeah. You know, so now I've put a timeline on it. Mm-hmm. I think anything could happen in 18 months. If you focus, 18 months is kind of that that threshold. Yeah. If you go out there and you make something happen or if you, you stay focused and committed, you know, uh, like in this case, you know, eat right, um, you know, keep your alcohol content down. Yeah. You know, uh, make sure you take care of your body mm-hmm. uh, and really focus on getting better at, at, you know, in this case, cycling, uh, I think I can make it happen. I'm, I'm athletic enough. You know, yeah. I think I can make that happen. I think you can too. I mean, I saw Anthony Regrero. He came to the office and um, this is a guy who, you know, saw his W9, I think it was, or his yeah. 1099. 1099. And I mean, maybe you can speak on, um, you know, associations maybe because uh, maybe you don't have all the answers just right now. Someone that's out there listening right now, maybe you don't have all the answers, but you can learn from someone else and being around them, you kind of take some of their characteristics. What are they good at that you're not? And you see how they are, how do they speak to people, all those types of things. Maybe you can speak to associations. Associations are everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could work hard, but if you're, you know, if you've got a bunch of people around you that don't work hard, yeah. you're going to get dragged into that. <laughs> um, you know, ultimately, you know, Anthony Ruggiero, um, you know, his 1099 was like $4.3 million, you know. And this is the guy that you're cycling with. Yeah, this is the yeah. guy I talk to. I mean, we text back and forth, you know, a few times a week. Mm-hmm. You... You you just you just need to surround yourself. They say that you're you, you'll you'll make an average of your five closest associates yeah. associations or mm-hmm. five closest friends. Um, here's here's what I know. I 
my my broker is a you know Guillermo Haro. Yeah, the guy's a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. I associate with him. I talk to him. I call him. Um, I I man, I, I his <laughs> birthday is tomorrow. I actually uh, went out and bought him a pair of Ferragamo shoes today. Okay, he's gonna like those. He's gonna like those. <laughs> I take care of him. You know why? Because he takes care of me without right. even trying. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, just even let me be associated with him. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful. So, uh, you've got to pay people back for you know for for the time and and the, and the effort that they put into you, even if they don't know that they're doing it. Yeah. So uh, associations are key. Hang out with the people you want to be like. Mm-hmm. You know, you you get up you get you get up in age and you start realizing it's not about being cool anymore. <laughs> it's about being successful it's about you know providing for your family so many people say i want to be rich mm-hmm. and so many people say i want to be successful i want to be in shape well no you don't <laughs> no no you don't because if you did you would yeah. you know some people uh i've talked to people that say i want to be rich but you know the, his wife's car it doesn't work right she's yeah. got to take the bus Ooh. and then uh uh, their kids need braces, mm-hmm. you know, and and they're making thirty, forty thousand dollars a year, and yeah. they're living in an apartment. The truth is, they don't, yeah. because I I I don't know if, um, and and I think it's generally everybody if if they committed and they got out of that you know quote unquote employee mindset because mm-hmm. you can't get rich being an employee. Right. You know how many hours can you possibly work? Mm-hmm. Right? You I mean if you want to make a million dollars, can you do that making 30, 40 dollars an hour? You can't. You can't. You can't work 24 hours a day and then there's not there, you don't have 40 hours a day. Yeah. There's only so many hours. Um so you know I know I kind of went off on a tangent, but I just I think that ultimately if anybody wants to be successful, they can mm-hmm. uh if they don't burn bridges. Yeah, if yeah. they if they they keep their credibility if they act professional you know some I've met so many people that have the ability to be successful right and they always have a way to, of messing it up yeah self sabotage well I think sometimes people do that to themselves because they're afraid to succeed oh I've heard something about that the uh the thermometer and the thermostat yeah people not being able to live at the degree of you know 80 when internally they feel they are 70 percent yep so I mean, because they're so, they're associations, because mm-hmm. they're associations. It's it's the magnet effect, right? So, in every relationship, there's a magnet. We're drawn to people, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you know, if you have an awesome, like I've got an amazing partner. She's you know, my fiance. I mean, right. somebody I'm gonna marry, and and uh, she just she she pulls me into being better. Yeah, you know. And so many people are in toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. It all starts at home. Okay. It all starts at home. And when you go home and, and, and I, this was me too, okay. you know, back in the days before I got my divorce, um, you know, I, I, I you know, just the fact that I, was, I told you about when, when she said, Hey, shut it off. Oh yeah. You know, she where, couldn't understand. No. But when I go home to Margo, mm-hmm. she keeps talking to me about it. She you understands. Know? She understands and she's on board, mm-hmm. you know? So when you go home and, and you've got that support system, um, and then you're associated with the right people, uh, your identity grows. So mm-hmm. I went through some tough times and uh, if you want to, you know, ask me about those a little bit, I'll get into them a little bit later. But I think that, um, whoever you're around on a consistent basis yeah. is who you become. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, 
if the listeners weren't listening too closely, I mean, around the same time that let's just say that the uh, the marriage wasn't going right was the same time that, you know, some business things weren't going right. Maybe that started at home. But now, you know, having a company, a financial services company and firm that spans from California to uh, the Midwest and beyond that success at the same time as you going home to someone who understands and who can speak to you, maybe throwing an opinion, a, a second, a second um, thought. All that is going in the right direction at the same time too. Here, here's something I live by. You know, we're all we're all we're all gonna die. Yeah, we're all gonna die. Um, hopefully, it's way later than sooner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and y- you just don't have the time mm-hmm. to be in a in a bad relationship. <laughs> you don't have the time, you know. And and as as crazy as this sounds, mm-hmm. if you're in a toxic relationship. If you're not in a good relationship, if your partner doesn't support you, doesn't have your back, mm-hmm. you can't count on them. Um, it's not gonna sw- happen. Sw- switch them up. Yeah, you know there there are a lot of people out there that want to win too. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so what I want to get into now is um, you know more about the financial services a little bit more, um, and maybe some of the things that have really helped you separate yourself. I think the the main thing would be my work ethic. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I outwork most. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes hard work isn't the smartest work. <laughs> it isn't. It's, it's sometimes, you know, I mean, you, you know, being a mule, nobody's been, you know, nobody's been um, uh, raised up to the top because they're a mule. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're, if you, if you put in the hard work up front mm-hmm. and, and you know that, Eventually, you'll be able to put your head up. Um, you've got to put the hard work up front. You got to do the things that are hard. Yeah, you know, you've got to do the things that are hard. Um, you know, like recruiting. Recruiting's okay. hard, right? Because most people don't don't see bigger than their job. Yeah, you know, they don't see they they, they don't their identity is. Um, is is small, so they don't see living in a big house. Mm-hmm. They don't see driving a, an expensive car, having money in the bank. They're mm-hmm. okay living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So um, ultimately, um, you know, that's yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. I mean, just just uh, piggybacking off what you said, um, there's a guy named Grant Cardone. He has the Millionaire Booklet, and one of the things that he says is, you know, um, the the first thing that stops someone from becoming a millionaire is because they shut their mind off to the possibility in the first place. Absolutely. Oh man, uh, I want to go back on to some of the other things that um you said that you've been through and that I've seen me personally. I want to let the listeners out there know this is a guy who I know personally. Um, and that I've been able to see in a lot of different situations and I've been able to see you, um, take care of the past generation, meaning parents and aunts and uncles, and also the future generation being your son Mm -hmm. at the same time. Can you speak on maybe how much, um, responsibility, how that maybe drives you as well to be successful in life and, and make your business grow too? So I'll start off with my parents. Uh, we've had a very unfortunate couple of years. My mom, uh, was diagnosed with leukemia a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's 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 hard to even say that out loud, you know. Yeah. And uh, she's doing much better. Um, it's an up and down b- battle. She spent most of 2017 in the hospital. Right. Um, so like, it's it, it's really it's really shitty when you know the nurses by first name. You know everywhere. You know on every floor. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, that was really tough, and um, just when she started turning the corner, my dad got diagnosed with uh, colon cancer. Man, so here, double the trouble. Double, yeah, you know, obviously, that's uh, nothing that they wished for. Mm-hmm. Um, and and 
we just had to buckle down and, and start taking responsibility and, mm-hmm. and, uh, helping them out, you know, monetarily and, and emotionally. And, and, um, you know, the group, the good thing is my dad is cancer free. He was able, it was able to catch it early enough. And, and, um, he, you know, with chemo and, and radiation was able to, um, get rid of the situation. My mom is still, uh, dealing with it, but, you know, talking about that, yeah. you know, let's talk about attitudes real quick. Okay. You know, and, and what an example I saw in a very unfortunate situation. Okay. You know, my mom, I love her to death. She's my life. I mean, I don't know if anybody doesn't love their mom. <laughs> I love issues. my mom. Yeah. Um, my mom, her, her attitude was, she kind of gave up, you know, she, she, you know, was okay being sick, yeah. you know? And, um, you know, she kind of took that victim role and, uh, she, you know, and this is hard to say, you know, because, you know, I hope she never hears this, you yeah. know, um, but, or maybe I hope she does. I don't know. Maybe it'll help her out. But, uh, and then I saw my dad on the other hand, mm-hmm. you know, just total champ, you know, total champion. Um, you know, from day one, you know, he's like, I'm going to get through it. Like it was like, as soon as he found out, I'm going to get through it. Mm-hmm. And he started his rituals and he started drinking like uh, there's a tea. I don't know. It's called horsetail tea. <laughs> you know, he drank that every day. And then he drank uh, lemon, uh, you know, in the morning, he'd squeeze a lemon mm-hmm. and uh, with warm water and he'd drink that in the morning and then do the same thing at night. Can't. And and just, you know, every day he's like, don't worry about it. I'm going to get through it. You know, mm-hmm. I've been way, I've been through way too much to, to, to go Stop out like now. this. Yeah, right? yeah. And, um, and it's just, just showed me like your attitude, you know, is really your altitude, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you could, you could, you can, and think about how strong it is. You could live healthier yep. when you have cancer because you have a good, good attitude. Okay. You know, that so you're sense. telling me you can't succeed in business with a better attitude? You could be cancer with an attitude. <laughs> so if you could be cancer with an attitude, mm-hmm. how could you not beat everybody else in business? Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, um, the thing that stuck out to me most, your parents are still together? They are, 50 years, man. Okay, um, you spoke on earlier how relationships, um, one is drawn to the other one. Mm-hmm. So um, if your mom didn't have the best attitude, but your dad does, maybe her seeing him with the best attitude helped her out. Oh, I'm sure. She, I'm, well, you know, it's... You know, my parents are older. My dad's uh, 78 in, um, where are we in June? Yeah. yeah we're in June this mm-hmm. month on the 21st. Um, and and um, he had a, like, he, my dad has congestive heart failure. And I mean, yeah. like, he's, and it's crazy for an Olympic athlete. The guy never smoked a day in his life. Mm-hmm. Or one, he never had a cigarette, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, he, had a, he, had, he had an episode, um, I don't know, about a month ago. And I remember my mom telling me, you know, I hope nothing happens to your dad. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, to, to hear that after 50 years, <laughs> you know, of being together is just awesome. Yeah. It just shows you that when you're with the right person, um, everything's possible, man. Man. Oh, man, that's good to hear. I mean, my mom is the most important person to me, and I know that that's for a lot of people out there as well. I want to just um, maybe not stick too long on those types of subjects. I want to uh, just get back to maybe – you know, two or three things that maybe you learned throughout uh, business and in life uh, yourself? I think the main thing I learned is that <clears throat> I, I think that uh, tough times don't last. They don't. No, they don't. tough times don't last, but tough people do. Okay. 
You know, I like that one. Yeah, I, that's, <laughs> that's my new thing right now. So I, you know, it's part of my affirmations. I tell mm-hmm. myself that every day, um, no matter how tough it is. And as you know, the last few weeks have been kind of tough. Really tough. I've and, seen it firsthand. And 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 you know, when you go through that kind of stuff, you know, it's it sucks because you know. A lot of those people, I still care about them, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm putting this on tape. I still care about them. Yeah. Uh, and I care about what happens to them. And and um, and and I really hope that they realize um, that you don't need to create your own problems. Yeah, havoc. You don't need to create havoc to succeed. Yeah. Um, but I went through some tough times in, in the business. Um this last few weeks Mm -hmm. and um but you know after you handle it you know there's this sense of calmness yeah you know that feels good that you go home and and you're like you know what i did everything i could to make it right Mm -hmm. and um and and that feels good at the end of the day if you could put your head on your pillow and and sleep at night without feeling bad because one you truly care about people Mm -hmm. right and uh two that you didn't do anything maliciously to to affect them yeah um, I feel good about that. Man, I mean, that's something that I've seen from you personally, and then I also want to compare that to LeBron James very quickly. Yeah. I mean, the guy is putting, after every interview I hear him say, well, if you put your all into the game, you really um, give all the dedication, there isn't anything that you can say that you regret later. You left it all out on the court. That's what LeBron says. And then you said, if you can, you know, put all that you can into your business and you, you could put your head on the pillow and you feel good at, at night. It's kind of like the same thing. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm a huge basketball fan and I mean, I'm, you, you know, I'm a big Laker yeah. fan. Uh, Kobe. Up, Kobe. I gr- grew up, grew up with, uh, you know, watching magic and Kareem and worthy and winners. Cooper. Winners. I remember sitting around the TV was, you know, the tube TV was like a wooden TV yeah. you know, <laughs> um, that weighed like 900 pounds. Um, lost my train of thought, but, uh, Ultimately, uh, I've been so busy. Mm-hmm. I haven't even watched one game, like you know, one full game of the playoffs. Yeah. So you know, it's it's crazy when you talk to some people. They they want to win, but you know, they're like, hey, let me go watch other people live their dream. Yeah. Rather than live my own. Mm-hmm. So sacrifice, right? I'm giving yeah. up watching this season's basketball season, even though I love it. And uh, you know, you're watching some of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, my sacrifice you know they're not paying my bills so you can have a ripe season in business that's right oh man um hopefully you could just speak real quickly on you know how lebron james he puts all that he can in but maybe some of his teammates don't maybe some of his teammates would you know rather go to the club after the game and in business some people don't want it as as bad as you do so uh, when it comes to being able to count on teams or count on um, players um what have you like can you speak on you know, maybe you can't want it for someone else better than they, better than them. Yeah. We can't, we can't want it more for them than they want it for themselves. That's absolutely true. Mm. Um, you know, Vernon, you know, people have the priorities mixed up. (laughs) They really do. And plain and simple. And, and, you know, what you deem important to yourself or for yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, isn't always important. Yeah. You know, it's funny how, you know, you ask somebody to do something, they're, you know, they're, they're always busy, but when it's time for them to, to plan a birthday party, <laughs> they're all about it. They're blowing up balloons. They're taping up, you know, confetti stuff, yeah. you know, they're wrapping paper. Uh, they're going, you know, they'll find time to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. They have time to go watch basketball. Mm-hmm. They have times to do everything, but ultimately, um, 
you know, you've got to have your priorities straight. So you can't, I mean, you could try to instill things in people, but mm-hmm. you can't get them off the couch and move their hands for them. And Yeah, and, you can't and, do and, the and work get, for them. That's right. Oh, man, I hear you on that one. Man, I've seen that so many times where, you know, I've seen you um, go through appointment after appointment after appointment, then have to do the, the company overview that we do in, in in our firm and then stay afterwards and mentor people and do extra things that you don't get paid for. Uh, maybe you can speak on, you know, the, that aspect of the business that you don't necessarily get paid for, but it, it will pay back to you in the in the end. Man, there's so much work I've done that I haven't made money for. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think I think people need to know that, you know, when you're doing the work for free is when you get good. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're only doing what you make money for, it's going to take a really long time for you to hit those 10,000 hours. Yeah. You know, so I look at I look at all those things I do for free as practice. Yeah. You know, that's the time that I go out there and and um and and sharpen my skills. I you hear know, you. I I know when I first uh, got into business. Every other word that came out of my mouth was um. Okay. You know, and you learn. You you know, you're now conscious of what you're saying, so you could speak uh, like a professional. You see, I just did it right now, yeah. but I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you you just you just need to you need to take those as opportunities and stop trying to make money every time you move. Yeah. Right. Um. Pe- people. People that are 21 years old just want to come out of college and they just want to make money right now without putting in the work. Give me the millions. Yeah, you've got to put in the work. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've got to put in the work and and help more people. Mm-hmm. You know, help people. You know, be available to help people, uh, and 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 really build yourself a team. Okay. Not just in our business because we talk about teams, but build mm-hmm. a team. You know, create a following. Uh, and, and make it a good following. Mm-hmm. Don't lead people down the a, wrong path. the wrong path. Oh man! Right. So so ultimately, take take opportunities to help people because you're helping them, but you're getting better at the same time. Mm-hmm. I hear you, man. That's that's something that I've had to work on myself. I know. So it's it's funny that you you <laughs> bring that up right now. Uh, but I also want to talk about awareness. I know that for me personally, there's some things that maybe I couldn't connect with people too easily it's not something that came naturally for me so it's something that i've been working on what was something that you've worked on that has helped you in in business maybe uh jump to that next level uh maybe it was in a uh, belly total fitness maybe it was in the mortgage lending maybe it's in the the financial services like things that you noticed about yourself you're aware of it and then you're like okay i need to change it this will help me out in the long run i, I like to think my as myself as a credible person okay so first of all if you've got credibility people trust you, right? So do you want to do business with somebody you don't trust? Will you buy something from somebody you don't, don't Not trust? Not at all. Never, right? <laughs> Even if they're the greatest in their in, in their field. Yeah. And then also, um, I care that people like me. That's, that's my strength and my weakness, mm-hmm. right? Because if they don't like me, then I kind of, you know, I kind of ponder on it too long. Yeah. So um, in business, people need to like you. You know, are you going to give your money to somebody you don't like? Not at all. No, never. It just a, it doesn't work that way. So ultimately, you've got to you've got to be liked and you've got to be trusted. Trusted, right? Yeah. And I think that's a huge factor in in, in business as a whole. I mean, um, you get some of these people that might not be as good as as the next person, mm-hmm. but they're kicking butt in business because people trust and like them. Yeah, man. And then also the hard work too. You spoke about the work ethic. 
Um, looking back on business, would you, if you were to change two to three things or maybe like do things differently, if you could go back and say, uh, 23, 24, 25 year old, you read, Hey, you do this a little bit differently. You will explode in life or you'll at least get to your goals much faster. Priorities, man. Okay. I spent way too much time going to the river, uh, going to parties, <laughs> going to, you know, just, just being cool. Right. You talked about the bottle yeah. service. Yeah. That being <laughs> cool. Right. Mm. And, and here's the deal. We're all going to be nerds when you get, yeah, when everybody gets to be 44, you'll be nerdy. Mm. You know, you just, this kind of comes with it. You don't try to, you try to be cool, yeah. but you just kind of become, I don't know, a little bit of a nerd. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I would have done, I would have done things, uh, differently. One is I, I probably would have gotten into the financial services business at 21. Okay. You know, um, it's the best business to be out there. I mean, if you want to be wealthy, get in the money business, Mm -hmm. you know, people want to be rich, but they buy subways and and they make sandwiches, Yeah, yeah. you know, or McDonald's. Yeah. But here's the deal. I mean, you you go spend millions of dollars to go make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. I don't know about you. I mean, you That's, can put a couple million dollars in in an account that'll make you two hundred thousand dollars a year, and you don't yeah, got to work. Yeah, you know. So, so ultimately, uh, you've, you know, I what well, what I did was, um, or what I would do is, is I would have gone the financial industry earlier. Mm-hmm. I would have matured sooner. Okay. Right. I would have I would have uh, made better decisions. My decisions were really bad as a kid. I it, was I was you know I was I was immature until I was like thirty. In any decision in particular that stands out more than other. My associations. Okay. Okay. Back to associations again. It's always, I mean, I, half the guys that I grew up with are, you know, recovering alcoholics or, or alcoholics at that, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, they've got two felonies or, you know, I mean, like just, you're around those people and you do dumb things because Mm -hmm. dumb things are cool. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I would just say that I would get in the financial industry way sooner Mm -hmm. and, uh, I would have. I would have changed my associations and and I would have saved a lot of money. Yeah. Oh the, man. Man, today I could, you know, I could I could have saved so much money. Yeah. You know, I probably could be retired right now with Not all the money I made. Yeah, I, I'd be retired. I mean, if I would have focused on saving and investing, mm-hmm. you know, I just got a tip on on a, on a stock that, you know, we made a couple hundred thousand dollars since December on. Nice. You know, uh, and with a very small investment. Yeah. And, and you know, that's the kind of things that I wish I was more involved in. Mm-hmm. You know, getting around. But that's also goes back to association because I got that tip from a millionaire. Someone you hang out with. Somebody I hang out with. Yeah. So uh, it's just, you've got to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. If, if you're going to say, um, you know, someone listening out there, they want to start their own business or they want to, they're, at least thinking about it, what t- what type of advice would you give them? Start your business. Like, just don't hesitate. Mm-hmm. You know, jump in the water, like you j- said. Jump in the water. Don't mm-hmm. be the guy that stands on the beach and watches everybody, you know, you know, uh, playing in the water. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one is get into a business that's viable. Okay. You know, don't you know? People say, oh, I'm going to go start a t-shirt company come on you know i mean like <laughs> you it could be it could be good for a little bit but look at like fubu right mm-hmm. like that was huge it's nothing now. it's gone it's gone yeah you know you look at like uh way beyond i'm gonna age myself right now but if Don't you remember jordash oh you know man, the and, and, jeans. yeah remember like <laughs> they're gone you know there's very few brands that stick around forever right right there's mm. very there, there's only one apple you know, there's, you know, there's very few companies that stick around as a brand forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for some reason, people think that their brand is going to be that brand. 
you know. So here I am. I, I you mind if I throw in the company name? No problem. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I went with a big company, World Financial Group, who's owned by Transamerica, who's owned by Aegon. Mm-hmm. These companies have been around for, you know, combined over almost three hundred years. Wow. You know, and um, they've got deep pockets. And they're not going anywhere, you know, and here's mm-hmm. a, we sell viable products such as life insurance. Everybody dies. Mm-hmm. You know, we said that before everybody dies. So everybody needs it. Right. Yeah. So it's not like a certain type of shirt that not everybody's going to like. Yeah. So we sell life insurance. Everybody needs it. We sell retirement. If you live too long or, you know, and you, and you get in that retirement yeah. age, you're going to want to retire. So mm-hmm. Everybody wants to retire and everybody is going to die. So that's like selling oxygen and water, you know? (laughs) Everyone needs it. Everybody needs it. Yeah, man. Oh, man. So going from making so much that that it left the fingers too quickly uh, and you wishing that you knew some information on how to save and now you are the person who was teaching others how to save in, in retirement and everything else. So... Man, that's it's good to hear that that you. I'm made still the working switch. on it, Vernon. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. I I still, you know, I still uh, should save more. Okay. Yeah, you should pay yourself first. I've heard that a few hundred times. Yeah. So Guillermo, thanks for thanks for drilling that in my head. But pay yourself first. You know, whatever you make, take ten percent, put it in your get rich account. Mm-hmm. Man, Yereve, I want to thank you, man for taking the time to sit down with us today. Again, this is Vernon Barnett with Defy the Odds. And you can find Yareev on... Uh, Instagram, Yareev.Azule, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, on Facebook, Yareev Azule. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's if not going to be hard to find. There's like only like three of us in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it is a special name. So if you want to learn more, Yareev.Azule on IG or Instagram, and then Yareev Azule on Facebook. Take care. Thank you, man.